Welcome back, guys, to Not Just Bikini Girl podcast. I am so excited. We've been actually chatting for a good, like, 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, actually, we need to, like, press record at some point. (laughs) So if you guys can just remember everything you said and then just, like, repeat it, that would be great. Um, (laughs) But I met two lovely ladies at an NFM posing seminar. And the amount of, like, even though they're both in, like, the prep trenches, the amount of, like, energy and, like, just positive energy they kind of like irradiated out I was like okay these girls are like made for podcasting so I'm super hyped to have both Amber and Victoria on the podcast but the plot twist everyone they are mother and daughter hey yeah we are (laughs) (laughs) both look insane like honest to god they both look absolutely nuts so I thought you know what I've not I don't think I've ever had a mother and daughter on the podcast before so I thought just why not, basically. But welcome, ladies. How are we? Oh, thanks, Thank you for having us on. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you both got, like, you've both got your hoodies on. It's the change of weather. It's happening. It's getting cold. It's Absolutely. getting cold out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely feeling it at half past four in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Especially through this peak week, too. Yeah. Oh, so. super. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely getting cold. Jumpers are out. Hoodies. Big oversized ones as T-shirts well. T-shirts underneath too. Yeah. I was going to say, how many layers have we got underneath? That's the tester. A, a lot, honestly. Yeah. Um, when we're in the gym, you've got to have your T-shirts on as well. It's just too that's cold. That's it, yeah. I always find, for some reason, like this long sleeve like top that I've got, if I'm ever feeling cold, I just put this underneath. And I don't know what it is. It just proper insulates like heat for me. Yeah. They're so good. I love them. But we were actually talking about Christmas pudding at one point. And I have to say, right, I feel like I've become a full-fledged adult. My mum said to me, the moment that you eat mince pies or Christmas pudding on on Christmas Day is the day that I will believe that you're a fully-fledged woman. And last year was the year that I actually enjoyed a mince pie. And then we started talking before we started recording about the process that these ladies go through for their Christmas pudding. And I feel like it needs to have a mention. (laughs) absolutely yeah it does. it does I can't wait so as soon as these shows are over um I always make my cake in um October so that it's got plenty of time to mature and it does get it gets special <laughs> treatment every single Sunday with a good old tablespoon of brandy right the way up to Christmas Eve so I yeah I, I, uh, you can smell it it just yeah it's Christmas Christmas starts Christmas vibes it's in Christmas absolutely well I went into B&M the end of August and I started to see like a few Christmas bits and I was like what the yeah. hell now I knew September was like oh, okay we're getting used to it but I thought August I'm sweating my tits off in like <laughs> in flip-flops and they're pulling out Christmas I was like what the fuck is going on True, guys. We were in yeah. Tesco yesterday, and it's literally everywhere's just full of Christmas bits now. And yeah, I've got my Christmas Reese's trees ready for, for um, after show. After on show. You're <laughs> <laughs> both okay. in peak week right now. Which show are we going in for this weekend? Yeah, so we're in peak week number two. So we just did two weeks ago. We just did FitEx. Um, at Middleton, and we are on our way up to PCA this Saturday in Birmingham. Any plans after this show as well? We have, yes. yeah. So we're in the FitEx finals on the 22nd of October, and then we are... <laughs> 
driving all the way down to Leicester for the NFM UK. (laughs) What we love. This is absolutely what we love, just doing it together and traveling. And, you know, I've really enjoyed having these shows, like, you know, show after show, back to back shows, because we can just enjoy the whole process and, you know, peak weeks for them because we get more food. Like, it's you just, do at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we're in Amber, for God's sake. Stop rubbing it in. I know, rubbing it in all the time. I know, <laughs> on the TV feed today, and I'm still sat there with my chicken and asparagus. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so, there's actually a bit of a, another layer to this because you two are not the only people in your family that compete together. No, oh, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not. So, my eldest daughter, Chloe, she competed alongside me at the PCA last year in London. Only competing is with both of my daughters, which has been fantastic. I've had the privilege of standing on stage with them and having photographs <laughs> together. It's really, really special. Really it's, special. Yeah, so special. So who was the first person in the family to basically start it all off, would you say? That'd be me. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, no. Um, so it goes back many years, actually, really. I Obviously, after having children, I was married. I was really settled and I just put weight on. I had Amber and my weight just escalated. Mm. And it was one day on holiday with my parents and my father sent me a photograph of me in the sea with Chloe I remember looking at it thinking oh my lord Mm. I don't think I thought I looked like that and you know if anybody ever has a look on my Instagram page there is a picture of me there and I was I was huge it was huge so I started I did all the fads I did Weight Watchers I did Slimming World I even tried that Cambridge diet you know I did all the the Mm. silly things started couldn't run 100 yards without stopping finally found myself running three miles without stopping and I thought I'm going to do a a race so I trained for a race did my first 5k then did a 10k with some mums from school followed on by another 10k then I got into half marathons and so on but my weight just kind of plateaued and I never dropped below 10 and a half stone so a, a friend of mine was setting up his own PT gym and he just said, you know, would you like to come along, help me out? And I said, yeah, of course I will. You know, nice discount. I've never trained, never lifted weights in my life. But yeah, I'd love to have a go. Mm-hmm. So I started um, having PT sessions, built them up to two or three times a week. And then I started to see the changes in my body. And that was where I saw lifting weights was not just a, you're going to get a big and bulky. You actually do see the changes in your, your physique shape-wise and my weight got down quite low so I then started working in a gym met someone who's now a very good friend and is also my posing coach which is Nina Ross and she inspired me all the way so I followed her journey through competing right the way up through to her going to Mr Olympia and that was really where it started and then a friend of mine a a guy friend I was working with he was competing so we used to go to the shows to support him and that's when my eldest daughter she must have been about 14 15 at the time she's like I want to do this mum I was like yeah it'd be really good that never thinking yeah never thinking it was really something that we were actually ever going to do and you know cut a long story short I had a really horrific car accident and it took me a year to recover and then Nina 
I did a plan with Nina. She got me into really good shape. And then I started thinking, right, this is this is kind of the way I want to go. Bodybuilding is for me. Then I met another another coach who I'm, I'm with now, Maz Maria, um, set up with her and again saw some incredible results within 12 weeks and said I'd like to compete. And she went, right, let's do it. So we started setting up, went into a bit of a bulk, then we did a mini cut. Then I was going to go back into a bulk phase and do my first competition, but then bloody lockdown happened. So that put the nail in the coffin on that one. And then when we were coming out of lockdown, me and my daughter were like, it was so weird. We just we just sat there one day and we just went, let's do PCA. <laughs> Love it. Where's that just come from? And we're like, yeah, should we do it? And we're like, well, if we don't do it now, we're just never going to do it. So we just messaged Mars and we went, right, we want to do PCA. And she went, perfect. Gave us the date. And there we were, straight into prep. And that was kind of it, really. And I, and I absolutely, I did get the massive bug for it. I have to say, my prep last year was a, I'm going to say it was a breeze because it really was. I enjoyed the process so, so much. Yeah, I, I loved it. And, I, you know, I don't train with my daughters. We don't go no, to the gym. We don't, we don't train no. together because I'd... Um, we have to just get our yeah, heads down and just... You'd probably, probably be a mm. full-scale war if, <laughs> if we did that. But yeah, so that's kind of, that's how it all started. Yeah. Why do you think more women who are mums your age don't get to the point that you've got to? Um, really good question. So, so many people say to me, "Oh, it's great what you do. It's really great, but I just don't find the time." And for that's me, what you get. yeah, for me, it's there's always time. There's mm. always time, and I know it. People say this all the time. Everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. And it really is true. You know, I've, I've spent my life with horses. So we're, we're quite a competitive family yes, because we've competed we with horses. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had horses all my life. The girls have competed. So I've always been a get up and go. I've mm-hmm. always, you know, been that sort of person. Go to bed early, up early, get out, Routine. get things done. So anybody that says to me they haven't got the time... I don't, I'm, I've passed the point now of actually trying to talk to people about it because they don't, they just won't get it. It's frustrating when you really like, you have that excitement and you want to share what you're doing, but then you kind of feel like you hit this massive wall and usually you're like, oh, it's fine. I'll just keep trying to push the wall down. But I know what you mean by that. You kind of, I guess you kind of learn which people you kind of maybe will be able to kind of talk to and like explain things there's some people you're like you know what I'm just speaking Spanish to you and you just don't understand Spanish yeah exactly and you just can't you just give up because you Mm. just think it doesn't matter I say to you yes you have got the time yes you can do it because if anybody wants something bad enough they will make the time to To do do it. it yeah you know if you want that designer handbag if you want that designer outfit you will make sure that you will get that outfit it's the same thing, really. If you want to lose weight, if you want to live a healthy lifestyle, you'll make that change in your life. And that's, it, it really is as simple as that. The amount of people... I'm an esthetician, so I spend my life... My main area is body. I do a lot of the cryolipolysis, which is fat freezing. Mm-hmm. I get so many 
ladies that say to me, the first thing on consultation is they say, I've got a family, I've got children, I've got a husband, I've got a house. I don't find the time to exercise. So I want to have fat reduction. There's always time to exercise. You know, if you've got a husband at home, that's even better. I don't have a husband anymore because I'm, I'm divorced. Mm. So I am on my own and I was on my own with my girls, but I was still in the gym. And this one used to sit next to me <laughs> in the reception when I was working I in the gym. And even if I was training, she'd be sat upstairs watching TV or something like that. You know, I always made the time. So if you have got a husband, I'm sure to God he can stay in the house and look after them whilst you go for a brisk walk or mm. you go to the gym. Half an hour. Whatever, yeah. What impact do you think, Amber, seeing what your mum's done has had on you? Because like, as my mum's not sporty, but one thing yeah. um, my mum definitely, I didn't realise until maybe like recently, whereas my mum, when I was maybe like five or six, she went back to school. So we would actually do our homework together. So I was this five-year-old kid oh. doing my homework while mum was doing her homework, which actually was a big-ass dissertation. Yeah. I remember those memories so clearly of, like, us doing work together. So I, when I used to do homework, I never saw a bit that this ill thing. I just used it, saw it as, like, this is the thing that you just do because I saw my mum do it. So I know that had an impact on me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What impact do you think what your mum has done or how she started has kind of impacted on you? I think just watching what mum does and following like where she kind of goes. Um, I think you saw my, jo- my journey, journey didn't you? Yeah. And, and the changes in my physique that she saw just kind of inspired me. And I used to question literally everything jazz that mum would do. And I think that's what kind of gave me the idea and a bit more of the understanding of how she does that. Mm. Um, She's like a little sheep. I did I literally did I never I didn't like going into the gym on my own I used to feel not intimidated I just didn't really didn't know what to do didn't know yeah and then it was until mum kind of showed me and told me how it kind of all works um and that just made me it's so inspired and I just thought you know what this is I've always been a very sporty person anyway and like throughout high school things like that I loved doing sports Mm. and PE and having the horses like just competitively um and then obviously when mum was working at the gym that she was that just kind of made me go do you know what it's quite an addictive thing mm-hmm. so that's probably how I would say it I think definitely last year when me and Chloe started competing that, but that was another thing when I watched Chloe and mum go and do their show last year and actually go and watch it physically it kind of made me go oh, I want to do that next year and get up on that stage mm-hmm. like that really made me go I want to do that. It looks so much fun. And obviously I was with Maz then anyway. So just doing lifestyle just, coaching. Yeah, lifestyle, which was great. But I think when you kind of start to become disciplined, that's kind of sport level. and yeah, level, that's when you want to take it to you started just posing on your own, didn't you? Yeah. Posing. Yeah. Just doing it in your room. I just and- loved it. Like literally could be in the shower jazz and I'd be stood just posing. <laughs> <laughs> in the American of anywhere literally just face you know you like the, the conditioner bottle says wait for four minutes and you're like what the fuck do I do for four minutes in the shower we've just all got a pose basically oh my god actually <laughs> literally like, poses. But, yeah <laughs> I stand there and pose 
I'm just saying, like, when that bottle says leave it for four minutes, I'm like, I, it's really hard to fit, to try and fill four minutes. Whereas I feel like my solution's done now. I'm just going to start practicing posing. So, yeah, literally, <laughs> anytime. I'll literally be on the toilet as well at work, and there's a mirror straight ahead, and I will literally pull my pants up and just do a quick pose. Really? You never told me <laughs> no, that. No, really, one. I do, honestly. <laughs> Doesn't matter where you are, Jessica. No excuses. <laughs> I think finally, like sometimes when you're just kind of chilling, like it is good to just kind of like pull your lats up and like just be like, "How do I do this again?" Yeah. I don't know. I do that quite a bit sometimes. So I feel you. I feel you. Exactly. Uh, oh, I'm just... I'm always doing things like that when I'm at work. You know, doing patients, they don't realise it, but you know, if I'm walking around the back mm -hmm. of the bed, I might just go, "Oh, just a bit of a lap there." Ah! So, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you need to be on a Florida wall in like your both your like life and like, work and just be like when are they like clocking it when are they doing it when no oh this is brilliant I love it walking across the the, uh, the landing at work when I'm going from one treatment room to another it's like practicing my walk <laughs> that's <laughs> one thing I was doing that same thing like I'd walk over to one of the cars at work and I'd be like oh, I'm just gonna strut do my, my walk do you know whatever strut, yeah. <laughs> I like doing that sometimes. It sounds really weird. Like, I completely can relate to that. Like, if I'm in Tesco, I'm like, oh, fuck, I've forgotten the bloody vice. It's on the other side of the, the um, supermarket. Sure. I kind of, like, see if I can walk with, like, a bit of a swag. And the way I see, yeah. think about it is if I can walk with a bit of a swag in front of strangers, I think, oh, that's going to help me. So I, I can um, relate to it. I'm out walking my dogs. I'll be walking through the fields or down the lanes. <laughs> just ridiculous, isn't it? Anywhere you go, just... If anybody can see yeah. me. Well, I'm not gonna lie, when I walk this little slug hunter, he's got the full on swag. So I feel like I need to like level up. Like I can't, you know, he's got yeah. better swag than me when he walks. He's like proper sweet with his booty. I'm like, he's got some mobility in this back end. And I'm like, oh god's sake, I'm all jealous. Well, these staffies do. Staffies are the best, aren't they? There was no um, question actually. I had for you, Victoria, about the work that you do. So do people come to you? Do you feel a bit of frustration sometimes if they're kind of saying, oh, I'm coming to you for like the fat freezing for X, Y, Z, when actually you're trying to say to them, look, you need to, yeah, because I can imagine that they need to do exercise. It's not like a quick fix. Do you get quite yeah. a lot, of, feel quite a lot of frustration with that, with the work that you do? I do. So when I'm consulting a patient, I go through the whole lifestyle process with them. So if they, if they present to me with, um, you know, a large amount of fat, let's be, and be precise about it, a large amount of fat, um, and I don't feel that they're going to get the desired results from that treatment if they're not going to step up there or change their lifestyle, I will refuse to treat because I do find it, I do find it extremely frustrating. So I will sit there and I will discuss eating habits, exercising habits, sleeping habits, you know, how to, I will try and educate them on how to, to live a better life so that this treatment will have its best um, effect. However, some of them, I've had many turn around and go, well, I don't want to give up my wine on a Friday and a Saturday night. I want to have my fish and chips on a Thursday night when I finish work. I want to go out for my meal on a Saturday night with my family. And at, at that point, I would just be like, then there's no point in us going any further because that's somebody who operate. With yeah, them. they're not prepared to change their lifestyle, their habits. Yeah. And then when you get the ones that, that then say, oh, I've got a busy life, I've got kids, I work, I have a house. 
then I will try and say to them, so does everyone else. But, you know, we can all manage to try and fit something into our life, whether it's a brisk walk, whether you want to go for a 10, 15 minute jog around the block, join a gym, go and do some classes, anything like that. But um, yeah, I, I get, I do get frustrated. I have had to learn to put my my life behind me mm. and focus on their lifestyle. Mm. That is, it's very difficult to do that because I know how I function. I know how I can fit everything in in one day. You know, I do get up at three o'clock in the morning. My work colleagues admire me. They are so, so supportive, yeah. extremely you know I go to the gym half four five o'clock every morning I go to work I come home I prep my meals I have a house I have a partner who lives 40 minutes away from me I fit it all in I make time for everything so there is no excuse as far as I'm concerned um but yeah it's it's a difficult job to do when people aren't prepared to make those changes yeah yeah so what is it a private practice that you have is it like nhs like how does it work with that reason yeah private it's a private clinic so you know patients are paying they're paying they're investing in in their body and i think if you're going to invest that kind of money into your body invest a little bit of time into yourself as well mm. uh, because it's the only way it works you know fat freezing cryolipolysis I don't know whether you know much about it but (laughs) it's fat freezing you know it it freezes fat cells to a state of of death basically so once those fat cells start to die they get taken away from the body by the lymphatic system and they're excreted out through the urine so it's it is a full elimination of fat cells however for that treatment to be successful because we can't target every single fat cell in the body like we can do when we lose weight um in order to for that treatment to be successful you do have to change your lifestyle because the other existing fat cells in the body will change in size mm. because we're all fat cells we're you know we produce the amount of fat cells up to adolescence and when we gain weight they just grow in size and when we lose weight they shrink down but the fat freezing physically kills them and removes them but only a certain percentage in an, a, a specific area that you are treating. What did you so, say about and, adolescent size? Sorry, what did you mention about that? About the fat cells uh, in adolescence? Yeah, so the, the growth of fat, the amount of fat cells in which our body will um, develop through those stages of life. So once we do hit that point, you know, adolescent, mm-hmm. then it, they, they stop. Um, so our fat cells that we have in our body are what, you know, are what are decided, which is why I say to a lot of people as well, with your children, give give them a good healthy start in life, you know, well, treat, you know, give them the lifestyle experiences, what you would expect them to have when they're older. You know, both my girls were not brought up on fast food. They were brought up on healthy, homemade cooked meals I didn't buy biscuits <laughs> I was a Honestly, bit of a tight mum she was very I was... tight I used to have to go to my granddad's house yeah, to go with the biscuits I would have to go to my nanny's house to go get a, a chocolate muffin or something like that I didn't even give them cordials they drank no. water became used to that and yeah exactly yeah. I was just saying though at my grand's is the only place that like 
So we didn't have Sky. We only had like free food, but like the basic, basic yeah. food. Only five channels. So yeah, I'd go to my grand's and I'd be like, right, I'm going to get biscuits. I'm going to watch Fairy Godparents. I'm like, I'm going to watch all these like cartoon things that I can't watch at yeah. home. So I feel you on the grandma front. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do that. Yeah. Just... So that, so basically, yeah, if you bring your children up, you know, if you feed them healthy when they're younger, then they're not going to develop all these long-term types. Yeah, the fat um, cells. So, yeah, but yeah, so in a nutshell, with my patients, that's the way I am. I do have to put my lifestyle behind me and think about them and try and educate them. I do also put, you know, I will put them onto my coach. If I feel that I've got a patient sat in front of me that is really keen to change their lifestyle, I do put, I'll put them onto my coach and say, you know, this, this is going to just going to help you with your diet, with your, with training, home training programs, you know. I sometimes try and tell like people that aren't massively into it, they just think they have to train the amount of times that I do and everything like that. And I'm just like, if, if everyone's yeah. interpretation of fitness is different. I think sometimes not every bodybuilder, but some bodybuilders, like they kind of think, oh, you, you only have to train. You have to train the exact same that we do. You have to eat the same way that we do. We're like, no, you, you can take elements of it. But I think sometimes there is this problem where people think it is like you have to go one like a full-on bodybuilder lifestyle or you can't do anything. It's like there is an in-between. Like yeah. Is it like there is an in between of like doing what you want to do? Like my friends just started getting into like swimming and like CrossFit and stuff, and I'm like exactly like you don't have to do it the way that I am. Like you exactly where you want to, like, and it's fine. Yeah, that's what I've been getting a lot lately. Off like my friends and work colleagues that are even older than me, they all think the same. That like, oh, should I be doing that? Or you know, feel it's like I should be. What, I what don't eat. You. I don't eat what you eat. But why do I not lose this amount of weight? And it's just like, yeah, finding what works for you best. And I get we get that all the time in the gym, don't we? Ladies coming up to us going, "Well, just well, you look, you're looking very well." But you know, I had a glass of wine <laughs> at the weekend and went out for a meal, and I've got four pounds on. Well, you're eating and not, and it's like because we're not having all the other crap that goes with it. We're not drinking wine every night. <laughs> and what, what do you do for work? So I work with supercars, McLaren, Rolls Royce, Bentley, and Bugatti. You hate me, right? I'm so bad with cars. Like Arnold's weekend, the Italian girls are like, Jazz, so what's your brand new car you got? I was like, Oh, it's an electric one. Yeah, what is it? I was like, Yeah, an electric one. They're like, What brand? I was like um it's a dark gray one they're like no that's that's the color bay what's the brand and I went oh crap I don't know and then they kept testing me in the car park being like what car is this I'm like a white one what car is this a red one <laughs> I was just like ah I was so bad you'd hate me I'm like what car's that jazz honestly it's only kind of like just a since finishing college because I left college in June so this is just a temporary kind of just reception host position. But obviously there's lots of other opportunities within the um, business that I could go down and stuff. But a long term, I want to be a midwife. So um, I am looking at... Just seeing through student life. Student life, yeah. So I am potentially looking at going to university next year. I just thought I'd take a nice year out and focus on my competing season and then look at doing uni maybe next year and then yeah have a nice long off season and probably well I'm going to compete again um after this year but I think it's just been a case of because I was so focused on these shows I was in college throughout my whole prep pretty much so Mm. my last year just felt like this was 
something like just a focus, just doing these shows, a season, and then just having to work obviously with McLaren and Rolls Royce and Bentley. So nice little cushy number, yes. really. She didn't do it's an awful not bad, lot. honestly. <laughs> I'm not complaining, but no, it's a fun job. Yeah, fun. And I get to bartend the McLarens, so it's even better. That's pretty. <laughs> Mostly on a Saturday. I uh, I'm like, can we just go out, please, on a nice drive? <laughs> That's it. Is so. it like, do you find, Amber, with your work, what's like the pros and cons? Do you find people's in, like, input into what you do? Do you find it quite like, hard to deal with? Are they quite supportive? What's the situation for you? Mm, well, I, I've struggled a lot lately, to be honest, with my work colleagues. I feel like they've not been as understanding. They're, and not, the, they're, they're not the most supportive. No, are they? they just... They don't realise what it takes. Don't and understand it No. Um, and there's also a lot of jealousy. So I just kind of have to just get my head down. I'm at the point now where it's one of those I just have to completely, like mum said, you just take, your take it. You can't, yeah. don't you? Go and, and I listen to a podcast. Listen to one of your <laughs> podcasts, Jasmine, because I feel like I'm listening to someone that understands. And that's what I think is actually... It's what you get, need, just yeah. switch what off you need and that's, yeah. But I would say, yeah. Take out of all the negative. Mm, I'd say colleague-wise, it's just, yeah, one of those. Going back to my work, actually, Giles, it's quite funny because obviously I have patients that are returning for treatments. Some of them may come in every six weeks. Some may come in every six months. And some will come in. I'm in off-season looking really full. Yeah. (laughs) They'll come in like a few months later and they go, Oh, you've lost some weight, haven't you? <laughs> and is it sometimes I don't really know where to go with it because I just go, Oh, yeah, I have. Because sometimes you just don't want to turn around and go, Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in preparation for a bodybuilding competition because they just look at you and think you're completely nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. amount of people have actually turned around and gone, Ooh, you're into bodybuilding. What you, you don't, don't look, look like you do. Oh, standard. And it's like, yeah, I know, but I'm in a long sleeved pair of scrubs. You can't really appreciate what's underneath this uniform at the moment. <laughs> Take my kit off and I just, I just morph. I just go and create. I absolutely grow. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. The do you find right? They do. This is the, this is the structure, right? You say you do bodybuilding, and they without even realizing what they're doing, they look you up and down. Like they yeah. scan you. Oh my god, I've had it so much lately. And even customers, because sometimes I get so chatty and I end up talking about what I love doing, things like that. And they're like, You do bodybuilding, you you don't look it, you're absolutely tiny, you just don't look it. And I think it's even funnier when I turn around and go, Oh yeah, I do my daughters. And they stop stop and look at me and they go, You don't how old are your daughters? And I go, oh, one's 19 and one's 23. And they just look at me with a really, really odd face, like, mm, okay. You don't I'm look like, most of them say you don't look like you should have daughters of that age, which is really flattering. Um, <laughs> but I think that they struggle to actually believe me. Yeah. I think, yeah, uh, I think that's that's more, it's the belief in it. They just look at me as if I'm nuts. Well, I have to say that if people that have don't know what Amber and Victoria look like, like when they came up to NFM posing and they said they're mother and daughter, I did. I was one of those. I was like, shut up. You're talking shit. Like, you're not. No, no. <laughs> like, yes. And I went, no, come on. Stop it. Like, 
yeah. it, it's fun I have to admit I do I do enjoy it when people say you you know you don't look like yeah. you should have daughters of that age and standing on stage I just them. feel no no you carry on. no I just feel proud to say that I do it with my mum Jazz, honestly like and that's what I admire because it's one of those we only get one life and I think me and one it has sister. been really nice because we we got our bikinis from Black Ice yeah Mandy's and, um, so good you know Mandy was like because she put a pictures up picture up didn't she of us both going mm. mother and daughter duo yeah. because again she was like I've never had mum and daughter and it might together. help inspire some actual you know there's a lot of young girls my age now that they could do it with their mums and you know I think maybe yeah. I get bigger we might have started never something too old. exactly never too old. yeah but you guys are the OGs okay let's let's put the okay. let's set this straight you are the OG mother and daughter duo we are <laughs> it's so true though like if anyone is listening to this like i am generally gonna get my mom to listen to this podcast and be like look yeah. get out there go and give it a go you know the thing is is that so many women are afraid of weights they're afraid of lifting yeah. weights and it really does give you a different lease in life it really, really does. Mm. I definitely am mentally stronger, physically stronger, happier than I think I've ever been. And when you do start seeing those changes in your body, it's yeah, it does become addictive. And, you know, I'm not, I don't walk around looking massive. I've just got a really nice developed body. Mm. Just, yeah, you know, a bit of muscularity which looks nice and defined. Yeah. Um, and I just think, yeah, I, I just think every woman out there should go and give it, give it a go, definitely. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of lifting weights. There's so much help out there now as well. So yeah. So much help. There's some fantastic coaches out there. Brilliant. You know, there's, there's some great PTs. There's some really bad ones as well, but there's some... Um, <laughs> really good PTs and the majority of these gyms have got some great support in there yeah you know I'm always whenever ladies come into our gym we've been at our gym now this one anyway for about four years five years and if anybody ever comes in and they look like they're struggling and you can tell they're kind of new I help them I, I want to see people I want to see women going in there and we have a ladies gym upstairs in ours as well and some of them will just go straight upstairs and I'll say to them, come downstairs and have a go. Give it a go. Don't feel intimidated. Everyone's here doing the same thing. Yeah, we encourage them to yeah. get kind of out there. So just... any mums that are out there that are that are listening to this podcast, I do say go out there and give it a go. Just yeah, just give it, give it give it six months, and I guarantee you'll love it. I do find for me, I remember when I first started going and doing all the weight stuff I was at uni and I remember my uni gym had well it was I think it was an it was a it, was, it wasn't a uni gym but it was a gym near uni but anyway yeah a ladies only area but because I think there was a lot of like um like Muslim like a massive Muslim community around there and I think it was very much a cultural thing but I remember yeah. like I remember the first few times that was kind of like my security blanket because I had I can't tell you how much like anxiety yeah. I had going into that area it's mad when I think about it now but I always think oh is that like 
is that still a thing? Like, do people still get that level of anxiety? But they might still do. But I found for me, I would like start off, I'd start in the ladies area, the middle of my session, I'd go downstairs and then I'd end the ladies area. That's how yeah. I did my, because I would like have so much anxiety, but like, okay, I can't do this. Okay, it's fine. Right. I start in the ladies area and I'm like, right, I'm going to do these next two exercises downstairs. And if I feel good, I'll stay down. But if I feel too anxious, I'll go back upstairs. And that's kind of how I like bridge that gap. As yeah. You say, like I remember starting the ladies, going downstairs and then going back upstairs. Or I start the ladies, go downstairs where the cardio machine was that, that looked straight onto the, the weight area. So I would like in my head, like this is how bad my anxiety used to be. I used to sit, be on this treadmill and then I'd literally like vision, I'd be like, right, my plan. Okay, I've got to go to that part of the weight area. Then I've got to go there. That's all I've got to do. Nothing else. Just got to go off here, walk to this part of this machine, go to that one, and then just go back to ladies area. And for me, that's kind of how I got over this like gym anxiety that I had. Because I can't tell you how petrified I was. Like it took months I- to get it fully, to me to be able to be like, okay, I can fully stay downstairs which is mad now I think about it, but I remember how much that was like a thing in my head for so long. Yeah, I had the same thing actually. So because the gym I was working in was tiny, Mm. literally tiny, wasn't it? Yeah, very small. tiny village near to where we live in in Nutsford. And um, I left there to go. I thought I just need, need to go to a proper gym, a big gym. And I went around, I remember going on a hunt, looking at them all, and I felt so nervous even walking into a gym to go and speak to somebody. Even though I'd been working in one for two years, I just felt really nervous. Anyway, I remember walking in thinking, this is the gym. It's just the gym group in Hanforth Dean. Just it's, but typical, it's a, yeah. a really good size gym. Um, it's not like your normal um, gym group gyms. And I remember walking in thinking, this is the gym for me. But bloody hell, it's big. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing, where I'm going. This is a fairly big gym, to be fair. When you've been in when you yeah, or if you've never been in a gym, yeah. it's really daunting. And you do walk in there, and there is like loads of big men in there, and there are some women with amazing physiques in there. And I can remember going, coming home, and going, Chloe, I've just joined this gym, and it's amazing, but I'm shit scared. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely petrified and, you know please will yeah. you come with me and she was like yeah, yeah yeah, i'll come with you i said i can get you a pass to come in i said but i can't go in there on my own mm. and that's like i just say you know any mum out there go with your daughter go you know with what? your there son is, there is actually um a mother and daughter that go in there most mornings that we see and i always think do you know what I do wonder whether they think that we do compete, but sometimes think about approaching them going, do you know what? You two should just do what we do, you know? Who's that? I don't know the names, but... Be surprised, though, like, how that same stuff to other people like that can plant the seed. They might not, like, action it straight away, but you'll plant the seed, and then they'll be thinking about it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Definitely just, you know, go with your mum, go with your your son, give it a go, and, Mm -hmm. you know... I going with Chloe kind of brought us that that's what made us get back into training properly because like I said you know when we were at the other gym um we didn't really train properly mm. but bigger gym and going together gave you know gave us that boost and now I feel like I'm ready to move out of that gym that we're currently in now well <laughs> yeah 
thing is, Jazz, it's great because it's 24 hours. So we're literally, we're both up at 3 a.m. every morning and I'm in that gym for about half four considering I have to be yeah. in work. I mean, early, there's some, so. there are some really good bodybuilding gyms around us, like AW. AW, Emily and Yeah, but if for us, it's the travelling because mm. I am up in the morning. I do need something that is literally near enough on my doorstep and mm. open at a really early time. So why do um, you get up at 3am, out of curiosity? Is there like a, is, is that just usually um, Yeah, 3 a.m. is not an all year round thing for me. The 3am thing is when I'm in prep and I don't know what it is. I, apart from, I know one thing is, is that I'm hungry the deeper I get into prep, but I don't know whether it's just kind of like, um, we're in a routine that, Yeah, it just, just triggers in my head that like, right, I am on plan now. I'm in prep and I have to get up. I have to do my weights. I Think have to do my cardio. To do. Yeah. I've got to get it got to all be fitted in in the morning because I'm not a train. I'm not a person that can train at night time. Mm. I really, really do struggle. I am an early bird. So yeah. I think if you're an early bird, you get up early in the morning. If you're a late at night owl, you go to the gym at night time. It's whatever works for you. And Chloe was that way. Chloe was a nighttime trainer. I was a morning trainer. Amber's the same. She trains early morning with me. So we don't go in the same car. We drive separately, know, separately. but we're up at the same time. You we know. go at the same time. I think as well, when you're so deep into like a, like you said, it's not all year round, it's but when, when you're, you're deep, deep into, into prep, prep and like mum's you're, you're hungry and your things. Your body just wakes up. Yeah, your body, yeah. That, that's the three o'clock thing. Going to bed early as well, like yeah. being hungry. Just, yeah. But you're just so set in that routine, like, consistently. Coming off season, I will be probably back to my normal routine. So, because I had horses all my life and they weren't on a livery yard, I was lucky enough to have them with me. I was always, always up at, like, half past five every single morning to go out and do the horses before Winter school. Time, we used to always... And then when I was older, before work, and the girls were the same. So, I think they've been brought up with that kind of routine of getting up early anyway. So... Come my off season, my my routine will fall back into that kind of five half five. And there's much waiting. to do as well because obviously you know the feels just, but like getting the steps and cardio down, yeah, all of that. So and just being kind of because we like to be in bed so early, like literally, Jasmine, late half, half se- well, me half seven, half eight, pretty half much. It's ridiculous, but do you know what? I'm so happy with where I am I just feel so focused and just no so, boyfriend yeah that was another thing so <laughs> I ended my very toxic relationship in April at the start of this year and it was a good time actually because obviously your prep, prep start, you yeah it. my prep has helped me through so much and mentally physically brought out the better side of me and I just I just love being on my own now like it's the best thing and just having my own focus my own goals I don't need that distraction. It's nice to have somebody who's there that was, that will help and support you. Yeah. But not every relationship. And I've listened to so many of your podcasts regarding relationships because and they yeah, why is it on are, as well? I mean, yeah, they are like the most. Sometimes I'll replay some of those podcasts because I do struggle in my relationship. My partner, he is supportive of what to do, but. It is a is it takes a toll on them, you know, because we can't go out and have an it's a selfish a meal. sport. We can't be drinking alcohol. Yeah. We can't have you know go to parties and have those wild nights and get drunk and come back and you know have a 
a takeaway, which yeah. was my favorite cheese, chips, and garlic mayo. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can't be doing that. So, you know, you have to be understanding and you have to and, and they have to be understanding. And if you if you don't have that together, then the relationship is just gonna it's tug and war. Yeah. Tug of war. That's kind of what happened with mine, like in a way, it just wasn't supportive, didn't understand. Controlling. Yeah. Very, very controlling. Insecure. So I just think this prep has definitely done done me some good and just finding me and just having that loving yourself again and, and understanding yourself. Yeah. Because how yeah. old are you when we ask an Amber? You're quite young, aren't you? Um, I'm now, but I was in the relationship for two years or something. Yeah, she was in a two-year relationship. She was just... I'm quite open just, about talking about it, just because I feel like there's a lot of girls that need to hear. You just turned 19 just, when you were deciding to compete, weren't you? Yeah. And that's, mm. yeah. And so it was just after her 19th we started, she started prep, but her partner didn't like it. He didn't. And he was a PT. He was a... Yeah. You, you would think that, you know, the most supportive kind of partner you're going to have is somebody that is in the industry... But actually, but he wasn't. Just, that's just, doesn't it? Sometimes, like they could be a bloody, don't know, binman, but they could be the most supportive and understanding binman in the world. Like it just, hey, I'm, yeah, we're yeah, not expecting you to say PT though. Well, no, no, and it's just yeah. But you're in a good place now. Yeah, very good place now, and I couldn't be more grateful for where I am, to be honest. So, and I'm happy. I'm so happy. You know, job. My mum, friends. Well, that's the other thing, you know, fitness. It, it kind of brings out that better version. And it's kind of like your therapy. It's your therapy. Anybody says to me, oh, what are you doing? I'm feeling a bit down. I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah. It's like, it just, yeah, mm-hmm. it lifts you up. It it gives you that that focus. Yeah. I do think for, like, prep and bodybuilding, like, I, I've spoken about this before, but I felt like a massive shift. It was kind of like... I had a sieve and I pulled my life into this sieve and whatever came out the other side was like the good, the good stuff. That makes sense. But yeah. prep, is, prep is that sieve because you pour your whole life into it and you see, right, who's going to go through the cracks and who's going to save, stay at the top? Like, and it's, I do find it's a good thing. Yeah. I've learned that. It's a good one. That. Um, I like that jazz. <laughs> yeah. I like it. But yeah, I think prep is um, like this whole sport. It can be quite, it's a selfish thing. Don't get me wrong. I think that's definitely what I've done. But again, it's, you know, it's what I love doing and it's my focus and my goal. And yeah, it's It's good for the younger ones. If they're not in a relationship, it is good. It's good for them. It it teaches a lot about themselves. Yeah. And learning to find who you are. And because the one thing you don't want to become is a, somebody that's codependent on another person yeah and I think and that was what worried me with you yeah because I did become before. like that yeah so, so she, her focus was very much more on I wouldn't be where I am now doing. if I was still in that relationship and I know that for a fact because yeah. I would have stopped doing it anyway so mm. your sister she, was she, is she single she was someone so she had just got with her partner she, when yeah. she got into her was she very understanding to... partner yeah. he's lovely really he's a really good guy yeah so sweet extremely supportive he felt the toll I can remember him chatting to me many a times going oh, I'd wake up to this message from Chloe and 
he said I could just tell straight away that she was either really really hungry or just in a really foul mood and um, I used to <laughs> it was quite funny I used to just say to him oh you know you know the you know what to do with her just be really yeah. really kind dead, dead gentle with her um but yeah he was great he was really really good she yeah they're in a good place now aren't they I think yeah really good place for her as well one of the the reasons for not competing this year was because she had just gone into that relationship with him and he was so understanding yeah. through her whole step and really really supportive that she felt that this kind of now was a time for her to give back yeah to him I love that uh, which I think is really, really good. Really, really good. And you know what? The stage is always going to be there, so she can kind of go and do that again whenever. Yeah, she's 23. She's got... Whereas I think I I fell out of... I feel like I like the way that mine's happened. Like, I'm just focused on myself now, and, you know, I've got goals that I want to achieve and things like that. But I think with Chloe, she obviously had just met her boyfriend, and he did understand he was great, but I think... She just wants to go and live life now, like explore. And she's doing dental just... training course as well, nursing mm. course. So she needs, yeah, you know, just she focused needs to focus on. But she will do it again. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe you'll be seeing all three of us standing on yeah. stage in twenty twenty four. That would be really nice, actually. I, you know, before I before I have to hang my shoes up, so to speak, I would like to be able to step on stage and be there with both of them. That would yeah. be my that so would nice. be my ending goal. That would be crazy. But I think it's yeah. I think what Chloe and Amber, what you've both, like, it's it's a really beautiful, like, thing to see because it just shows how prep can serve you in different ways. Just um, like in a relationship coming out or whatever, it just shows yeah. the beauty of what prep can do for people in that situation. Like, in whatever yeah. situation you're in. Like, you know, it's done such great things for her, but she was able through prep because yeah, some people could could have easily gone to know what like I'm just gonna do another year but I think there's a lot of strength and self-awareness that she obviously maybe found through prep to go you know what like this and that's how I feel like I'm at now where you know I could I could have competed this year I could have done it but I yeah. felt like, mm, like I I need there's other things that need to kind of like that need my eggs in that but I need eggs in different baskets this year and I think that's what your like sister's been able to do and then obviously with you, with coming out of a relationship, like, I think it's just a real cool way to show that prep can do so yeah. many things for different people. Yeah. Everyone is different. Serves people in different ways. But I think... It's a tool. It's definitely it's a I good tool. Probably, I won't lie, Jazz. I think I've definitely prioritised this prep over things that I shouldn't have maybe like work. But again, like I was saying, you know... I want to think about maybe my career next year, thinking about getting a degree, thing, things like that. And yeah, I think you've got some long-term set goals yeah, you, and competing in the future as well. Yeah. So. What is the goals for both of you and Chloe? What, if you could say, like, do you have like set goals in your own competing journeys? I my, So my goal really is to make it to bikini trained. So I'm going to have a good off-season next year. I'm going to have all year off next year and I will be on stage in 2024 in bikini trained. So that's that's my goal. Obviously, I'll be 46 then. So the clock's ticking. No, it's not. So <laughs> still sounds young to me. <laughs> I know everyone keeps saying 46 is still young. You know, and I do follow some incredible women. Wow, there's a lady, I can't even remember her name. She's 53. 
I think she's an IFBB. And I, I was like, oh my God, she looks absolutely insane. So, yeah, it's not over for me at 46. No. Um, I will still keep going for as long as I can. But yeah, I don't, I, 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 my goal is not to be any more than bikini trained. That's the physique that I aspire to go. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my desired result. So, I definitely, I 100% can see that. I can 100% see you doing I, it. I've, a lot of people have said it to me. I met, um, so Beth, who we met at um, Vitex a couple of weeks ago. She's bikini trained and she looks absolutely insane. You know, she was saying to me, she said, you've definitely got the physique for it. So I do get people saying it to me all the time. My coach is saying it all the time. Um I've had injuries. I had that car crash I told you about. That affected me last year in my prep. I ended up having six weeks where I couldn't train legs. It didn't stop me. Nothing gets in my way. No, nothing, nothing will stop, stop me. Stop nothing will ever stop me. Um, so I had problems. I had to go and have another MRI on my knee. And I've got, I've got cysts in there. I have no meniscus in the right knee at all. So that affected me and my training massively. And then... Um, this year, I got tendonitis and I pulled the brachialis tendon as well, tore that. And I also pulled my glute oh. in a bad way. So again, you know, it gave me a lot of restrictions in my training, mm. but it stopped me building. It hasn't stopped me Being with my goals. It hasn't, yeah, it hasn't stopped me getting where I want to get to. I do look better this year than I looked last year. Um, so yeah, I'm, I will keep going. Doesn't matter what obstacles get thrown at me or put in my way, I will keep going. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I can see, I can see bikini trains. Like even, even when you're at an FM um, posing seminar, I feel that in the back of my head. So you're hundred percent. I've got, you've got the structure there, and you've got everything there. So I just need to build on it. I just need some more, a bit more growth and a bit more density to the muscle, and then I'll be there. So, yeah, so like I say, 2023 is going to be a really good year for me of just growing. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same as well. I think personally that's like I have got goals long term, but I would like to ideally go into bikini trained and, you know, only bikini junior. So I've still got that muscle maturity to come yet in development. So I think for me, bikini trained is definitely a category that I'd like to work and go into. And, and you're young enough to take it to another level. level. So I, I think I in will. In years to come. Yeah. And I'll be taking the same as mum, like 14 months out, I think. So do a nice big long off season um, and then look at going on. Because honestly, Jazz, there's no stopping me now. Like I love that stage. Like just that day is so special. It's not a glamorous thing as well. Like I said this to mum before. I mean, I look an absolute it's mess at the moment, tears. But <laughs> it is, it's crazy what prep actually does to you. Like, you know yourself, but I think the day is so special because you're all glammed up, things like that. And it's just a special moment. Um, so I definitely will be getting back on that stage, of course, in 2024. 20, yeah. Um, but I just think for now, because I already feel like I just want to go into my off season and just get big and just grow like I feel isn't it funny hungry you always... to, to get there like just you want to more, be, more you want to be lean and slim don't yeah. you but when you, you get to when you get into a, a point just... of muscle growth it's like 
I can't wait to go and put some weight on now. Yeah. Like I, after when I came out my relationship, I, I mean, throughout the whole relationship, I struggled with my appetite. Like I really lost my relationship with food and things like that. But then when I left that, I started to um, like really enjoy food again. And I could see that I was, my shape was coming on. And then obviously I had to go into a prep. So I feel like if I carried on, going the way that I was I probably would have grown obviously a little bit more muscle things like that and it does just become one of those where you see it and you think oh my gosh I just want more and obviously it takes time so that's why I think for where I want to be I need to take a good off season and nice long off season and get just grow more yeah whereas Chloe as well she wants to do wellness she's got the wellness physique there she's she's got big quads big glutes hater so yeah yeah <laughs> but she's got that you know you know when you look at somebody you go yeah you're definitely she's well got the shape yeah well that's exciting oh I love that was my next question it's funny you mentioned about off season my next question was gonna be with you both being I guess like half row for your competing season like how are you feeling about like the post-show like period and going into off season bloody excited <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah excited um don't get me wrong I think I'm actually I feel because we're in a deep routine that's one thing that obviously I'm going to stay in but again you know we're going into winter soon and you know it's been one of those things where it's going to be hard to like reverse I think because obviously when you're this lean and deep into prep and things like that like you do become very used to your routine and I I had a difficult prep this this year. So last year, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I found it a breeze, and I really did. Yeah. I was on I was on over th- three thousand calories a day. I think it was something like three thousand four hundred, and I was still dropping weight. And so, obviously, when I went into the into the cut phase, it just dropped off me. It really it was dead easy. Whereas this year, I didn't have much time in my off-season because I competed on the 10th of October last year. And so I was only really short of six months. And I just, yeah, the first, it was probably about the first five weeks of this prep, my calories were dropping and my weight was just not going. It wouldn't move. And I really, really struggled. And I know, again, I've listened to many of your podcasts with some of the girls that had said they'd not had quite a long enough off season and they always found that the the second year they'd compete again and they just find it really, really difficult. It's like the body just does not want to respond. Mm. Um, so I have struggled this time. I, I was close to throwing the towel in, especially when I did my elbow and my glute, but I didn't. I just pushed through and pushed through. So for me now, I'm, I'm lean. I feel tired because I feel like I've given this prep my absolute all. We've done probably, I mean, we've got a few shows. Signed. We've still got three more shows, haven't we? So um, yeah. I do I do feel ready to go into my off-season. I would, I would be quite happy if this was my last show on Saturday. Um, but it's not. But we're not giving up. We it's just not. keep pushing. So jazz. I will be there for the Fifth X Finals and I will be there for NFM UK. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to just getting back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Training, training hard. That's one thing that I really miss. Yeah, training hard, feeling strong, just pushing numbers, and I think just having more of a balanced lifestyle as well. Because I know that I've definitely pushed a lot of things out the way to kind just of just the restrictions, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and you, in your certain... prep, you are living within a restricted 
Yeah, um, yeah. Go and eat. Go and out and have a meal and have a glass of wine. Yeah, be nice. It sounds good. It sounds so good. Like I think you've had things. You've you've not pushed your seasons to like the shows are close together. If that makes sense. So it's not a yeah. case you've gone so far yeah. out like you've gone right I'm gonna plan a three month like show season and I'm just like oh my god don't basically don't do a Mel Wilkinson I always like for that when I'm, I'm there and she was like doesn't mind me saying that but she even she did last year she's like god like she was going from August all the way into October she did amazing but I remember her saying she goes I'm never doing that again like so yeah. the fact you've not gone that far back like yeah. you are, you, they are in like a good proximity that's what we said we're kind of glad we've done that there's mm. only like a few weeks between each shows because I couldn't have done it any longer than what we are. To yeah. be honest, a couple of there's a girl with um that's with our coach Maz that last year competed and I think she, I think it was September. No, it wasn't. Sorry, it was June. She competed, and then she was in the finals in the October, and so it was just like that big gap between. And I just thought that's a long period of time to be dieting. Obviously, you know she she won't have had a full um restrictive diet in that in that small window she would have been have calories would have gone up slightly but it was still a long dieting phase um and trying to fit that condition so yeah yeah I think, I, I think that's tough and I always look at like the pros and I think you know what yeah the, in a way they if they if if that's their career then you kind of can understand why they would like that but I think anyone else that's just me being pretty honest I think if you're doing if you for me I just don't think it's worth going in then back out so I think you're doing it the perfect way of having you know these two months competing these next two months a couple of weeks in between so like flush of fatigue and then just go again but yeah I, I always look at people like that I'm like how are you doing this I'm like, I know yeah. I look at all those praises even yeah. people that are doing it if it's their career sometimes won't have won't compete for that length of time because of the of how much of a toll it takes on your body mm. I think it is for me personally and I always know when it's time for me to throw the towel is I I can feel like my leptin ghrelin hunger hormones like really starting to fire yeah that's where I'm this at is now. where we feel yeah. a little bit um yeah I could I'm at that point if I wasn't as strong minded and I didn't have that you have to Discipline. let your mind just be strong. I could just follow easily go and buy myself. Oh my god, Jasmine! All the yeah, load of cookies, cookies or something like that. I need to sit there. I need to pack it. Jammy Dodgers is my favorite. Yeah, and custard creams. Um, but I won't do that. But you know, I am at that point now of hunger where, yeah, anything, anything tastes nice as well. Yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, I think for me, I just I can definitely know when it's like the end or near the end. Like for me, yeah. I think last year, when I, yeah, NFM, purely, there was like this two week breaker. I remember looking at the candle and I was like, really unsure. Like for the first few days after NFM, I really weren't sure if I was going to keep going. And I remember, yeah, I just remember looking. I said, Joe, I was like, right, I think, like I said, two week max. I said, then, then you're done. Yeah. You just know. Yeah. You just know. But yeah, NFM is going to look like it's going to be a really good show. I'm fit. That it whole does. Week, Right, you girls know how I end this, so don't I let me down. I was waiting for it, we know. <laughs> I hate it when someone's really shocked. I'm like, come on, come oh, on. No. Jasmine, what makes you not just a bikini girl? <laughs> I... 
Do you know what? I'm an avid, I'm literally just looking over my garden because at the moment, what makes me not just a bikini girl is that I'm like obsessed with my garden. It's really yeah. I never used to be a gardening person, but like if I've got time to kill, I want to like de-stress. There's like a, like the back of that gym I showed you, there's like all these like, those of like, do you know that it's like a weed bush, like an ivy bush, but it grows like crazy. I just get like a saw, like a little mini saw and I start cutting all the trees. Um, that's mutter. But yeah, that makes me not just bikini at the moment because I'm like getting obsessed with like my garden and like, if, okay, I'm going to sound like this awful person. Uh-huh. The neighbours have got on each side, they've got these bushes that keep like going into like my garden. I'm like, get out of my garden. So out. <laughs> I think that makes me not just bikini girl. I'm becoming like a weird avid gardener that I keep like cutting trees and everything like that. But it's really therapeutic. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that. I wish we had the energy for the gardening at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. garden for me at the moment because I've just not got the energy. Um, so it makes you yes. then, not just bikini girl. I would say, do you know what? Interior design, jazz, because I actually love interior design. I've always been, that's also a second thing of mine alongside maybe if I wasn't too midwifery, I'd look into interior, house decor, things like that. I absolutely love it. You know, I've got my own little Instagram page that I just love. Like I'm obsessed with Pinterest. I love Pinterest. Honestly, jazz, I live on it. So yeah, I'd say interior design because it's just my thing. I just love the minimalistic. I always struggle to say that word. Like yes. minimalistic. <laughs> minimalistic. I love it. Like just that like neutral type yeah. colour and you know, just I've always just spend, been that home. Your life yeah. Yeah. I love candles, things like that, and just aesthetic and you know, when I get my own house, Jasmine in the future, it's gonna be the best because I love just designing things and yeah. Me, you and two peas in the pod. Like, honestly, I'm a Pinterest girl. I love right. design. Like, I there's nothing better than for me going to the tip, getting rid of loads of shit and then putting nice things everywhere. Hey. We're going to be doing that at the end of um, this prep thing. Yeah. Chloe was on about us getting skip and we're just going to have a mega clear out mm. and a, a revamp of the house. Yeah. Decorating. I, I love to do it like just before Christmas as well because you find at Christmas, you then yeah. like you get a massive influx of like additional things into your house. So you get the food, you get the presents, and then the decorations, and that can sometimes feel like quite an overload. Whereas I found last year by gutting my house out before Christmas came in, I actually felt quite like ah, oh, I can actually enjoy these Christmas decorations. You know, like that time yeah. between Christmas and New Year, it feels quite like usually quite cluttered. I found last year for me, it wasn't like that because I gutted it out before the stuff came in. So I definitely yeah. recommend That's one thing that I'm also saying with like clutter, mess. I absolutely hate it. Like I'm obsessed. I think I actually have OCD with it, but I'm obsessed with just things being tidy, certain ways, like just got to be clean and yeah. yeah. Me and you need to go to like, need to go to like Ikea. Um, Ikea, Tess, I was just going to say. Do. Oh my god, you have to do it. <laughs> you guys have got, haven't you guys got like the biggest like here in the UK? Am I like not making that up? Mm. I'm not sure. Well, oh, I mean, underline. Um, I go to the one at Ashton underline, I think it's a big, but yeah, it's much better. It is huge, but I don't know whether it's the last one. I like getting lost in IKEA. <laughs> you just <laughs> have your IKEA, but mine's like a Milton Keynes one, it's okay. But I just know that I get to the end. So if I save myself with my trolley space, 
right before the end, there's like all the candles. I'm like, yeah. And it's just like, take the whole like trolley line. I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. Like, it's how are they? They've got some really nice Christmassy ones at the yeah. moment. I love the gingerbread smells. That, that just goes to show I was in Ikea not so long ago, isn't it? They got the Christmassy candles. Yeah, at least you're getting your stats in because it's that flipping big. Ah! <laughs> That's another thing, just going anywhere just to like distract the mind, but you get the stats in. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that such a good point, though? Like, I never actually thought about the step count, but your step count would be really strong in Ikea. Yeah. Do you know what? It was? Especially if you go around it with my partner. Jeez. <laughs> Honestly, you get to like the end, he's like, oh crap, we need to go back to the kitchen. And the first bit, I forgot the fork. She's like, oh damn it. I've <laughs> never, like, literally, I can go shopping with my partner and I could definitely get my steps in twice because he's he's worse than it's any ridiculous. woman. He's worse than any woman. He'll walk around Zara about 500 times. <laughs> Honestly, drives me insane. <laughs> I'm at the point where I'm just sat there on a chair going, you ready now? Can we get? <laughs> Honestly, worse than a woman. So, Victoria, what makes you not just bikini girl then, apart from your <laughs> avid IKEA antics? Yeah. yeah, what makes me not just bikini girl? I'm very much your country bumpkin girly, and I love walks, and I'm also have been a very keen clay pigeon shooter. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I do. Um, I do love going blasting a few a few clays. Plastic. So <laughs> how like how long have you done that for? And like talk to you about like uh, what a clay pigeon shooting day would look like. Yeah, so um basically I started well, my, my dad and my brother have shot ever since I was a tiny well, my dad shot for years. Um and so I've grown up around it. And obviously having the horses and everything, it's kind of just always been that sort of country sport sort of thing that was that I was born into. And my dad didn't see it. He saw me as the the daughter who did the horses and the son did the shooting. But I was the other way. I was like, although I adored my horses, it was like, I want a gun. I want to shoot. And then it was actually Amber's dad, um, who is my ex-husband, but we're extremely good friends. Mm. Um, you know, we've got really, even came to the FitEx show. <laughs> we've got a really good friendship, really good relationship. Mm-hmm. We knew each other from school. Um, but yeah, he was keen in sh- at shooting. So when we got together, I was nine, 18, 19 when I was with Amber's dad. Um, I was like, Andrew, I want to shoot. Dad would never take me. He wouldn't, he just saw me as his little girl and I wasn't allowed to shoot. So um, so Amber's dad took me shooting and that was it. I absolutely loved it. So he bought me a membership up at our local shooting ground. Yeah, so I found myself going there most weekends with him, having a blast. Then he bought me a gun for my birthday, which was everyone used to go, your, your husband bought you a shotgun? And it was like, yeah, how amazing is that? <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, I started going shooting with my local butcher. <laughs> yeah, just around the corner in the village here in Chelford. Started going to a lot of the clay pigeon shoots and then started venturing out to a lot of the big ones. Did get approached to go and shoot for um, the ladies team as well. But I, it was, again, you know, like bodybuilding is such an expensive sport, isn't it? That shooting also, is just yeah. another level as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It, so when you're shooting, you have 
around you, you shoot around it and around is 25 shots right and 25 shots can go in five minutes literally you can shoot at 25 plays and you'd be you'd be done right. so the amount cost you to buy those cartridges every single time i would easily do 100 cartridges on a clay pigeon shoot so each box was you know, I, I'm, I've not been for a while now because I don't find the time. <laughs> I know when I say people find the time for everything and anything, but, you know, I don't find time at the moment for shooting with my, my bodybuilding as well. But, yeah, it's, it is expensive. You can be talking 12, 15 pounds of cart- a box of cartridges. So, yeah. Joe, you know people say prep spending is a thing. Can you imagine if you found time... Oh. So, and you had the prep spending mentality. You'd be like blazing through those, like, Jesus, yeah, it would, yeah. It's a, it all adds up. I don't know why, but I seem to find, I seem to pick the expensive hobbies. I used to think horses were expensive till we started yeah, bodybuilding. Horses, everything. Bodybuilding is another level, though, isn't it? When you start yeah. competing. Oh my god, that's another thing. Yeah, like that's made me open my eyes and go, "Wow, this is so expensive." <laughs> Amber's going, "I'm going to have a bikini for this show. I'm going to get a bikini, bikini for, for that, that show." And I was like, "Amber, I bet you won't." No. because <laughs> so, you bought. I remember you wearing the lip shoes. I don't really see. I don't see many girls wearing the lip shoes anymore. I remember when you're wearing them. I was like, "Oh, you wear the lips." You're like, "Yeah, love them. Love my lips." I love them. I'm going to wear them, them, actually, I think, on Saturday. Absolutely love them. They are, for me, the most perfect fit. Because I've got a really narrow foot. And I, I, you know, when I bought my first pair, um, I can't remember what they're called, so I, I apologise, Jazz. Um, but it was just the ankle strap ones with the diamantes, because I just wanted to go with the bling. Yeah. Um, and I thought, there's no way on this earth I'll ever be able to walk in a heel without a strap. I went for the strap ones, but then I thought I was going to make that change this year because I really I like the way they look. They're less is more as well, and mm. I feel like that's following the the look with the competitive season this year. Like a lot of girls are going strapless, and yeah, when I put them on, I was really surprised. Mm. I was really, and actually, we were doing some posing, weren't we? Mm. About three, four weeks ago, and I said, I'm going to put my straps on. And I couldn't do it. I just couldn't pose in them. Hey, that's yeah, it's just true. I think I'm going to wear my strapless ones on Saturday. Yeah. You can so. get more of a flow, more move. Depends really, though, doesn't it? So thanks, Jazz. I love them. Yes, thank you, Jasmine. They are amazing. Okay. I've also got on the way from you. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. Sorry. I bought some more jewellery from you, which is on the way. Yeah, I think I might have to get some new earrings as well. I was thinking both for um I think you were talking about the le- the lengths or something. And it's funny because you were the first people I came across. I thought, because I, I just put that idea out there into the world. And I thought, well, maybe people will like listen to it. And you were the first ones to like go like really talk to me about like, how much you've listened to it. And then after speaking to you both, everyone was coming up to me going, Yes, the the length, the length, the length of the earring. I was like, oh shit, people actually listen. <laughs> then yeah, they actually take a note of this. And oh no, we didn't. I used to, yeah. I kept saying to myself, Jasmine always says, make sure the jewelry doesn't wear, does it wear you or something? Yeah. You don't want yeah. The length is so important. Yeah. Especially with like, the shoulder, like, you both got really great shoulders as well. So it's like, you just don't want to hide it. Like, you just don't want to hide that. It's too good. You know, got to, but you have got to think about those Put that into things. consideration. Yeah. Don't, 
overdo the look and and the yeah i i don't i don't carry off bulky long or heavy looks Mm -hmm. either so yeah you've got to be careful haven't you with what you pick but definitely definitely check your lens you both looked amazing though fit so i'm excited to see what looks you create at pca thank you we're excited (laughs) i haven't got the itch at all right now (laughs) yeah oh my god i know i feel like this will be me this time next year if i don't compete next year which I obviously don't plan doing for another year, but I'll get the uh, itch of my... I just want to get back. I'll probably get the itch next year, but I'm going to persevere through an off-season. Yeah, it's only been probably like the past few weeks I've started to get the itch, which I thought was quite a nice sign for me because it was like, okay, I'm I'm near the end. If I would have got the itch maybe in April, May, I would have gone, oh, God, this isn't good. But yeah, the fact that I've got the itch now and I've done the year out, hopefully you girls will get the same, like, during time you'll oh. time well because by the time you get the itch like for me I'm like well there's no point like it's it'll be December by the time like I've finished the diet so yeah exactly yeah it'll be good but thank you so much both, both of you for coming on to the podcast oh thank, for thank you for inviting and having us yeah it's been so nice no, you're so welcome. Like as soon as I start, spoke to both of you, I was like, "These girls, like, if you don't have, if you get time, do your own podcast." I feel like you both and Chloe would just make a wicked podcast. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, we should do really. We should do one with Chloe. Yeah. But hopefully, we'll. Uh... But yeah, I will leave Amber and Victoria's Instagrams down below. So if you want to get in touch with them, like I love it when people message to get the the um guests saying how much they love the episode. So if you did relate to anything that either of these two lovely ladies said like make sure that you let them know and yeah I'll see you guys next episode but thank you so much ladies this was an absolute pleasure